1: Welcome to Face Connecticut, an in-depth look at today's issues. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Face Connecticut on WTIC, News Talk 1080, 96.5 TIC-FM, and Light 100.5 WRCH. Aaron Kupek with you this Sunday morning, and we are pleased to be joined by the president and CEO of Bristol Health, Kurt Barwis, and Judith Stein, executive director of the Center for Medicare Advocacy, based in both Connecticut and Washington, D.C. Good morning to both of you. Good morning. Good morning, Aaron. We've all heard the ads for Medicare Advantage programs. What is important for seniors to know as they get set to select a plan? And I understand open enrollment begins October 15th.
2: Starting October 15th and running through December 7th, uh, people who rely on Medicare to access health care can should choose their um, option for receiving Medicare coverage for 2021. And again, those dates are October 15th through December 7th. And during that period of time, one can decide whether you will be um, staying in or entering the traditional Medicare program or deciding to enroll in or uh, re-enroll in what's called a Medicare Advantage plan which are private insurance plans that work to provide Medicare coverage. And so those options are all available to you for um, between October 15th and December 7th.
1: Judy, what are some of the considerations people should make when they, they select a plan?
2: Well, when deciding your Medicare option, you should weigh the value of being in traditional Medicare in which Pretty much all physicians, hospitals, nursing homes, and home health agencies and the like throughout the state will be available to you uh, so that you can um, see uh, virtually or otherwise the health care providers you want throughout the state of Connecticut and indeed nationally. Medicare Advantage is a, as I said, a set of private insurance plans. Those have set networks, groups of physicians, hospitals, and other providers. Um, and you want to make sure if you choose a Medicare Advantage plan that all the physicians you see or may want to see, should um, you get ill or injured, uh, would be available to you. Certainly make sure that the physicians and other healthcare providers and facilities, hospitals, Home health agencies and nursing homes and the like that you use uh, at least make sure those are in the plan. That's the first thing to decide because to know because Medicare Advantage limits the physicians and uh, providers, whereas traditional Medicare. If they participate in Medicare, which is almost all, you'll be able to use them. So make sure your physicians and all the other providers you use are in the Medicare Advantage.
1: Kurt, from the perspective of a healthcare network, why is this so important to select the right plan?
0: My own personal experience and and the the reason that I connected with Judy and and her organization is because, you know, I, I get to see firsthand what happens when uh, patients get snagged in 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 uh, a choice that may not be the best or most optimal one for them, and you know I, I'll give you this example. I hear these you know the ads are starting now as as you as you said, and um and the thing that that strikes me and the experience that I have is that you know patients often get stuck. Um, waiting for authorizations under these Medicare Advantage plans. And that's the thing that's that's most prevalent in my mind. Um, for example, some of these plans don't have authorization services on weekends and holidays. So um, one of the holidays, uh, my staff called me and said, you know, we have three patients who have been sitting in the ER for 24 hours, um, literally on stretchers in hallways because we're, we're getting pounded with, you know, with volume, waiting for authorizations to go to a long-term care facility. So I, you know, I visited some of those patients. And And so um, and talking to them, they don't they don't necessarily realize, you know, what what's happening and why the delay is. And of course, I try to explain that to them. Um, But but I think the thing that, that as a as a provider, as a health system that is, you know, really important is that that. The, the folks that are going through this decision process reach out and, and get the right information, understand that that plan's going to be be there for them when they actually need them, uh, that they have authorization services on weekends. And I think the best way to do that, to get the information is to reach out and, and look and talk to organizations like the Center for Medicare Advocacy or the Choices Program, uh, which Judy can, can provide a lot more detail uh, about.
1: This system has been in place with some some modifications over the years since 2003. Have you seen the private insurers kind of tightening the
0: rules on patients over the years? Absolutely. The on. Um... Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing, and, and I know Judy can speak more to this, is that, um, you know, we, we've worked through scenarios where where patients uh, have repeatedly tried to get authorization for services and had them denied and then have made that decision to switch back to traditional Medicare for Medicare Advantage. Uh, and and in you know if you just go back three or four years ago, you could call the regional office um, uh, in Bo- in uh, I'm sorry in Boston, and as a patient you know file a complaint and then go through a process to make that switch. Well, um, you know if you're stuck in that situation now, there are really hard fast rules about not being able to switch back to traditional Medicare uh, to be able to get authorization for the services that you you believe you need and your provider. Believes you need so no question the rules have changed um, and it and there is a tightening of the rules uh, and it's a lot more strict.
1: I think some of the conventional thinking out there is that hospitals and other healthcare providers aren't a big fan of Medicare because the reimbursement rate is so low compared to private insurers. Is that
0: incorrect, Kurt? So so I think we're all learning how to to live on Medicare rates and um, and. You know, in in many cases, um, you know, that's that's a problem for some some uh, facilities are in high cost areas. But um, I I think, as Judy said, just about I, I don't really know anybody that doesn't take Medicare. Um, and, and, and we're learning how to do that. Yes, the rates are lower than commercial rates, um, and they're a little bit higher than Medicaid rates, but it's a balance that we all, you know, we all have to live with. And the most important thing is we take care of the communities we serve. And, and if you look at the population in Connecticut, and certainly within my service area, uh, we have a significant senior population. And so, um, we're happy to take those, those Medicare patients. Um.
1: Judy backing up a bit. When should Medicare start to appear on someone's radar?
2: I have to say that depends. Normally, uh, well, most often people think of Medicare, um, and it is true that it covers people who are 65 years of age or older. So as one approaches one 65th birthday or someone you know and care about or are helping is going to approach their 65th birthday, that would be when. And you can... Um, and should make sure you're enrolled in Medicare by three months before your 65th birthday, if at all possible. And you can do that by online, um, go to medicare.gov and find the way to enroll in Medicare, make sure you're in, you are enrolled in Medicare Part A, and you can choose uh, uh, to be in Medicare Part B as well. Just simply, I would say, make sure three months before one 65th birthday, that you get that organized. And um, it's also true that people who are 65, under 65, but receive social security disability benefits are also eligible for Medicare after 24 months of receipt of those benefits. And uh, they're often forgotten, but about 15 plus percent of the Medicare population qualifies because of disability, not because they're age 65 or older. So in summary, most people, as you approach your 65th birthday, get this in order and make sure you're enrolled in Medicare.
1: Is that when you are also offered the opportunity to enroll in an Advantage program?
2: Yes, it is. So Medicare is, a say, a big circle, and with, uh, which provides health coverage, uh, insurance coverage. And within that circle are two options. Uh, the traditional Medicare program, and then the option to get Medicare through a private insurance Medicare Advantage
1: Plan. We've heard some of the ads and they make advantage programs sound as if they're the best thing since sliced bread. They include prescription coverage, they include dental coverage in some cases. What are some of these advertisements neglecting to mention?
2: First, let me say they don't mention they don't mention that there's a limited uh, there, a network, as we call it, insurance. Lingo of providers. So only some doctors, hospitals, and the like will be available to you. That network can change during the course of the year, and it has in a major way a few in some years in Connecticut. They don't mention that unlike in traditional Medicare, as Kurt indicated, you need prior authorization for many services. Much health care you need to if you're moving from the hospital to a nursing home, if you're trying to see a specialist, you will need prior authorization and a Medicare Advantage plan, which you would not need in traditional Medicare. They uh, don't mention um, the fact that very often uh, the dental coverage is for, is it, it is good in that it may uh, allow you to get your teeth looked at and cleaned, which is good. But if they find a cavity or a problem, um, very few plans actually will cover getting that problem resolved. You also may pay a little bit more in some of the plans for the dental services that are available. Same thing for vision. They may pay a little bit towards eyeglasses. But how much? And are you paying more for that? They don't mention that there's a copay oftentimes, or at least sometimes, for home health services, which Well, old people may not think they will need, but you buy this insurance, you enroll in these options, you get insurance to cover circumstances when you are sick and you might get injured. And you wanna make sure that the Medicare Advantage option will be the best for you if some of those unexpected happenstances happen. We all get sick and we may get injured. They don't tell you the limitations on some of the new options available. Um, I'll just mention some of those. So for instance, meal service or home health aids, are those available to everybody in the plan? Do you have to pay extra? Is it only a limited amount of that? It is only after a hospital stay. So there's a lot of fine um, print that you you want to make sure you know about. Please ask the Center for Medicare Advocacy or the Choices for Program for Help, don't just listen to advertising.
1: You are listening to Face Connecticut. We are talking to Judith Stein. She is Executive Director of the Center for Medicare Advocacy, along with Bristol Health President and CEO Kurt Barwis. Kurt, how would you assess the, the condition of the Medicare system currently as we deal with a healthcare system in this country that's kind of in flux.
0: Yeah, I, I um I think the traditional Medicare program is 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 a really Great choice for for um, seniors because, as as Judy says, it it really does um, you know take care of all your needs, um, and and I think you know you asked almost a, a world hunger question about assessing the uh, the healthcare system, you know as you said we're truly in flux and there's there's this incredible shift from you know just a uh, volume of services to value of services and and uh, so I think part of that. That shift involves, you know, this this underlying kind of um, goal of getting more people into Medicare Advantage plans, so that there are pre-authorizations, there are screening processes in place, there are there is care coordination for folks who have chronic illness. Um, those things aren't necessarily happening uh, appropriately, and that's that's where my concern comes in. Um, I give you a great, great uh, example. You know, I live in the community where I where I work, and I had a senior that I, I use his business all the time. And I walked in the door and and I could see that look on his face. And he just looked at me and said, you know, I got this notice from my Medicare Advantage plan. I don't understand it. You know, I, I, I've i had an episode, a serious episode of, of illness. And uh, my doctor tells me I need to have a, a you know, a CT scan. And, um, and, I, and I think there's a problem with scheduling it at the hospital. And so I I look at the notice and and basically the notice says, listen, you know we have up to thirteen days to authorize this service, and we've decided we need another thirteen days, so we're going to give you a decision uh, on whether we're going to authorize this service at the end of the month, um, and and that can happen, and it's and it's. Um, you know from my perspective that shouldn't be happening if, if if a physician decides that uh their patient through you know their assessment needs to get healthcare services uh they shouldn't have to wait you know two waiting periods for authorization to get that it should happen much more seamlessly uh we, we what we need to have in this country is have medicare advantage authorizations match that of of traditional medicare so that that folks aren't caught in this kind of a situation
1: Judy, do you see steering going on where the government or some of these private insurers are trying to steer people into Medicare Advantage programs and away from traditional Medicare?
2: Uh, Regrettably, yes. Um, uh, Just by the fact that even on this call, we're hearing, you know, what plan should you choose? They've really changed the language and the mindset about Medicare being a set of plans and that you should choose a plan. And the The digital online uh, tool that the Medicare agency has to help people make a Medicare option for the coming year is called the Medicare Plan Finder. And if you go there, it will direct you to make a choice of plans or Medigap. Medigap is the insurance that you uh, might purchase in order to fill the gaps for traditional Medicare, help pay the cost-sharing. Uh, So we at the Center for Medicare Advocacy, indeed, have been very concerned that over the course of the last three years, marketing rules, consumer protections have been loosened up. And there's been a lot more emphasis on the notion to choose a plan and um, emphasis on the value of Medicare Advantage making it easier to, for one, stop shopping if you choose a Medicare Advantage plan. And in many ways, helping and encouraging uh, people to think of Medicare as a Medicare plan and to enroll in or stay in a Medicare in, uh, plan rather than consider or stay in traditional Medicare.
1: Do you recommend people assess their needs every year at open enrollment time? Is there an option just Absolutely. to kind of let it ride?
2: There is that option, but that's a really good question, Aaron. All too often, in fact, um, people do not make a change once they enroll in a plan. In fact, the Kaiser Family Foundation tells us that there's only about 10% of the population in Medicare that changes a plan once they choose one. So this whole notion of choice is really not accurate because people don't keep making a choice and they actually do need, if they're in a Medicare Advantage plan, to make sure that it's going to serve them in the coming year. The, the physicians and the other healthcare providers may well change from year to year. By the same token, the prescription drug benefit and what it will cover What drugs are on its formulary or what's known as a formulary, the list of drugs that will be covered and how much they will cost you will change from year to year. So while this has made Medicare much more complex, it hasn't necessarily, in fact, led to people making choices. And they indeed need to attend to that to make sure that they are going to have the drugs covered, and the physicians and healthcare providers they need if they're in a plan in the next, for the next coming year.
1: Judy, can you just briefly explain the intersection of Medicare and Medicaid? I know Medicaid covers a lot of lower-income folks who, who aren't near Medicare age, but when you, you get to be a bit older— And have to maybe go into a nursing home. Medicaid can kick in if you can't afford some of that care. Correct?
2: That's true. And by the um, uh, as well, Aaron, uh, people can be what's known as dually eligible for both Medicare and Medicaid during their lifetime, um, even if and when they are not in a nursing home. So yes, Medicaid is a program for lower income. folks who have medical necessity uh, and medical needs uh, to, cu- to provide health insurance through the public Medicaid program for lower income people. It is not based on age, it is based on income. Medicare, on the other hand, is not based on income. It is based on attaining age 65, this is a generality, and or having uh, received social security disability benefits being younger than 65. Um, having received those benefits for 24 months. So in summary, you can be eligible for Medicaid because of income, and then due to disability or attaining age 65, also become eligible for Medicare or vice versa, be eligible for Medicare and become low enough income for one reason or another that you also can look to Medicaid. Medicaid is supposed to pay after Medicare. And uh, so Medicare is primary for people who qualify for both Medicare due to age or disability and Medicaid due to lower income.
1: If people want to learn more about this topic, and frankly, if they're, they're looking for some help, if they are trying to figure out what to do for the, the new year, where can they go?
2: Thank you very much for that question. In Connecticut, we're quite blessed because we have a very excellent um, state health insurance and assistance program. That's a network of national programs that helps people uh, free with confidential counseling, education, and assistance to choose and from and navigate all this Medicare Uh, plans and traditional Medicare and Medigap and Medicaid, um, you can reach the Choices program. In Connecticut, those programs are called Choices, and I'm going to give the 800 number, which is a statewide number, 1-800-994-9422, and that's the Choices program, which will help people with this open enrollment period coming up in October, make choices for their Medicare uh, option for 2021. And then if there are um, problems, you need advocacy, something doesn't seem to be working right. We also have the Center for Medicare Advocacy, which which I run, and our number is 860-456-7790. And we have a very, very full website, medicareadvocacy.org. Our services are also free to all residents of Connecticut. And if you call the Center for Medicare Advocacy, a human being, a knowledgeable, very knowledgeable human being, will answer the phone from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern time every day. That's 860-456-7790. And choices, again, to help with enrollment, 800-994-9422.
1: Kurt, in our final moments, I know you earlier this year were diagnosed with COVID-19. Just wanted to see how you're doing.
0: I'm, I'm doing absolutely great, Aaron. Thank you so much. Um, it's, it's uh, I was lucky to have a very uh, uh, slight uh, illness and made it through very, very well and, and truly appreciate all the support I've gotten. Uh, I have participated in multiple clinical trials since then. Um, the last one being a home antibody testing kit uh, with my wife, we did that together and uh, it was quite the experience to, to go through that. Um, while well, they they watch you uh, test yourself for antibodies, uh, and they're not able to give you instruction, you have to read the instructions. So uh, it was it was quite good. Thank you for asking. And. I really, I really want to say thank you for, for doing this at this so important time of the year. Um, you know, the things that Judy talked about, you know, seeking information. I mean, from my perspective, having to deal with the questions that I get from patients about authorizations and delays and how come I can't have this service from the Medicare Advantage plan, um, I, I would say the place to start is not responding to one of those ads. Um, the place to start is calling choices, uh, the number that, that Judy gave you. Um, when when it's time for you to make make the choice about Medicare Advantage versus traditional Medicare, um, and and talk it through with somebody, I, I highly encourage people to call the choices choices line first, talk it through, and and make an informed decision. It's it's very important. He is
1: Bristol Health President and CEO Kurt Barwis, joined by Judy Stein, Executive Director of the Center for Medicare Advocacy. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you Thank so you much for, for having
2: us. Thank you so very much.
1: Thanks for listening to Face Connecticut. I'm Aaron Kupec. Enjoy the balance of your weekend. Face Connecticut is a production of the News and Public Affairs Department
0: of WTIC Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.